the Italian Wine Podcast is the community-driven platform for Italian wine geeks around the world. Support the show by donating at italianwinepodcast.com. Donate five or more euros and we'll send you a copy of our latest book, My Italian Grape Geek Journal, absolutely free. To get your free copy of My Italian Grape Geek Journal, click support us at italianwinepodcast.com or wherever you get your pods. Grazie mille. Welcome to this special series dedicated to slow wine held in Bologna in March 2023. During the fair, we conducted several interviews with some very exciting producers. We were able to pull out some of the more interesting elements of Italian wine within the slow wine movement. Tune in each week on Italian Wine Podcast. I'm here with somebody by the name of Gregorio Ferro. Which is iron, not steel. It's, it's iron, not steel. I was just saying, I was hoping it was steel. Yeah. Then I could say you're like Superman, but yeah. that's okay. And you're part of Scarpa Winery. So we grabbed you and brought you here because you're actually one of the benchmark producers in the book Italian Wine Unplugged 2.0, which is the second edition. Tell me who you are. Tell me where your winery is located. And tell me a little bit about your winery. So I am Gregorio. I work for Scarpa. It's uh, almost seven years that I work there. Scarpa is a very classic and traditional winery. Uh, we are based in Nizza Monferrato. So our main production is about Barbera. Uh, our main cultivated grape is Barbera. But as an historical winery, we also produce wine from Lange area, okay. having vineyards also there. So so our most cultivated grape is still Barbera, but also Nebbiolo plays an important role in our history and in our tradition. Okay. Plus, uh, at Scarpa, we still uh, keep uh, a lot of other different varietals, mm-hmm. uh, autochthonous from Monferrato area, such as uh, a Brachetto that we vinify in a dry version, for example or other uh, different and niche varietals that we try to keep producing in four or 5,000 bottles maximum per vintage. Coming back to America, when Italy International Academy, the ultimate Italian wine qualification will be held in New York City from 4 to 6 March 2024. Have you got what it takes to become the next Italian wine ambassador? Find out at vinitaly.com. And in total, the production is 150,000 bottles. How many labels do you have? Uh, we have uh, 11 labels. Can you tell me a little bit about how the Barbera is made? We produce different kinds of Barbera. The entry level, where we try to show how Barbera is in our territory, so with a lot of acidity and freshness, is a Barbera that just does a stainless steel aging okay. to preserve all those characteristics. How long? For one year in stainless steel. And then, of course, we also think that is important the aging in the bottle. So usually we try to keep the wine at least six months in the bottle before releasing the new vintage. Then we have two other Barberas that are in a French way. We call them the crew. They were vinified separately from the 70s on. So first vintage of La Bogliona, which is our most well-known Barbera, came in uh, the 74, 
and from 74 up to today, we always have vinified that vineyard separately. So Bolliona is not just the name of the wine, but first was the name of the vineyard. And in this uh, expression of Barbera, we do an aging that is comparable to uh, Barolo aging because we do three years of aging in big cask. Okay. Always a cask uh, made from Allier wood uh, that is not, not toasted, but just steamed. This is to preserve uh, again, the characteristic of Barbera. And uh, this is a, a wine that can last for decades. And it is really important for us, since we always also produce Barolo and Barbaresco, which are wines that can age very, very well for a long time, to have also a Barbera that can demonstrate that also with that grape, we can achieve some really, really interesting results. Okay, okay. Now I'm gonna ask you a question about because you were telling me a few moments ago about how you deal with people in Denmark. Can you tell me the difference to go and taste and eat and have a conversation in Denmark compared to in, let's say, Venezia or what's it like? I always and mainly work with the Italian market, but since when I also started Working with Denmark, I found out some differences and some similarities. Of course, in Italy, we have a lot of history and a lot of uh, very historical restaurants and restaurateurs. In Denmark, it's uh, almost, let's say, a new market, but I was uh, really, really satisfied with the level of culture and wines that they have, because uh, sometimes I feel like in Italy, we have a long history and every one of us has uh, at least a parent that was making wine. And so just because we know a lot of people who made wine, we just think that we already know. Right. So we study a little bit less. The funny thing about other markets and for me, new markets, is that the nearest vine might be a thousand kilometers from them but they know better than us because they have a different approach. They study a lot and this is something really, really interesting. So when you go, like what kind of food do they give you? Oh, uh, usually we always try to have uh, pairings that are good for Barbera. So I would say that everything that contains some fat, it's perfect with Barbera because uh, the acidity of this grape is like cleaning your mouth and preparing to continue to eat. So you start this circle where you eat and drink, yeah, eat and drink. Yeah. We are talking here today with Gregorio Ferro. Iron. Iron. <laughs> From Scarpa Winery. Thank you. Grazie. Grazie. Listen to the Italian Wine Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We're on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Himalaya FM, and more. Don't forget to subscribe and rate the show. If you enjoy listening, please consider donating through italianwinepodcast.com. Any amount helps cover equipment, production, and publication costs. Until next time, chin chin.